Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. Well, uh, I'd like to welcome our listeners to uh, this episode of the iHeart2C podcast. And, you know, we're getting into the holiday season. And so we've uh, invited one of Hannah and my friends, Jean Lockhart, um, from the Boise Rescue Mission. She's the chief operating officer and um, she's a good, good friend of mine, has been for many years now. And we want to talk a little bit about um, things that the rescue mission is doing this time of year is, as people know, and as our listeners know, this is a, this can be a tough time of year. I, as we're walking in here today, I can feel the cold. I've got my coat, and we know that that weather is starting to change, and we know that that affects our our homeless community. And so, Gene, what's the what's happening right now with the rescue missions? The the weather is getting colder. I suspect you may be getting more guests. What's what's happening right now? Well, we've had the rescue mission going full guns since 1958 so every oddly winter it turns cold so we're ready um we start um getting coats gloves boots hats and everything in september and we get those out we wash them we get them ready we disperse them out to all the shelters so that when it does turn cold everyone's ready to go so um and the same thing in the summer you know people it's really cute people will call me and say oh my gosh it's hot what are you doing it's like same thing we do every summer. You know, we get out the sunscreen and the flip-flops. And when it gets really cold or really hot, we let people stay in. And, of course, people can stay in if they are elderly, sick, hurt. They're in a domestic abuse situation so that it's not safe for them to go out. If people have a reason to stay in, we let them stay in. So then when the weather gets really horrible, we let them stay in. We let everybody stay in. Right. There's kind of this misnomer, I think, out there that, you know, the, the rescue mission can be harsh as they make people leave the shelter during the day. And and I think that's what you're getting at. Right. I mean, part of the mission of the Boise Rescue Mission is to help people get a leg up and to get back into, you know, a normal life. And that's that's the reason why, you know, that they are gone during the day, that you're helping them get jobs. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, it doesn't help people to let them stay in the spot that they're at. They Nobody wants to stay in the shelter forever. They want to get out into their own homes. They want to be contributing, working, and everybody can do something. I remember when I first got to the shelter, there was a woman named Doris, and she had been terribly abused by her husband, and she had fled to our shelter. And her face looked like a punching bag. It was oh. black and blue. Her eyes were closed. And she sat in a chair with her head hung down the first day. Mm. And the next day, I felt so bad for her. And the next day, I went in, and she was cooking in the kitchen. And I said to the cook, what are you doing? You know, she's only been here one day. Her face is all beat up. Except I looked at her, and she was smiling. And the cook said, she feels better doing this. Mm. She's helping. She's doing something productive. She's valuable. And every person can contribute. And that's what we're trying to do is say, what can you do? What do you want to do? What are your dreams? Let's get you out there and 
do them. And just hanging out at the shelter is not going to make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's such a great example and a leaping forward about to compare and contrast some of the things that are going on in our in our region. Um, over the over the course of the last year or so, we've had a chance to go up to Portland and we've had a chance to go up to Seattle to visit some some family. And I'll tell you, the one thing you notice when you visit either of those communities is the amount of homeless in the area, on sidewalks, in between the freeways. It's, it is rampant. Now, we don't have that issue nearly as much in Boise. And frankly, I believe it's due in part to what the rescue mission does and what they don't do. Can you kind of compare and contrast what's going on in those in those cities to what the rescue mission is doing? Sure. I think a big part of it is the city of Boise has the anti-camping. And that is, camping in town is not good for anybody. It's not good for the person because it's very dangerous and it doesn't get them any help they need. It's bad for the property owner and it's bad for the community. It's dangerous, not hygienic. And it, it really allows people to stay in the spot they're at. It is insanely dangerous. And you know, I could spend two hours talking about that. And so we in Boise and Meridian, Nampa, we don't allow in-town camping. It's just a bad idea. So we have our shelters. Uh, the Rescue Mission has our shelters. We also have Interfaith Sanctuary. The WCA has spaces for people. And all of us together are trying to help people get into their own homes and to overcome the things that have caused them to be in the spot they're in. And we do not want it to turn into Portland or Seattle or San Francisco for a million reasons. But the most important one is it's terrible for the people who are experiencing homelessness. And you don't want to make the services so luxurious that people are attracted to them. For instance, we've lost quite a few men out of our lighthouse shelter in Canyon County who have gone across the border because marijuana is legal. And the services in Oregon, Washington, California are a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And we, we want to help people, but we don't want to enable them to stay in this kind of lifestyle. That is, it's, it's less than they deserve. Yeah, that's, that's great. And talk, talk a little bit about that programming and, and the requirements and the, and the things that you work with these folks on, and including ministry. Right. I think that's I think that's a big part and a big difference between what other what other agencies do. Well, we're Christians and we are not ashamed to talk about it. We love Jesus and and we love to share his love with the people who come to us. We do not discriminate based on, um, you know, religion or anything. We're happy to help anybody. And we don't force people. We don't force them to go to chapel. We don't force them to convert. We don't give preferential treatment to Christians versus non-Christians. We just want to help them. And we're just being who we are. We're letting them be who they want to be. If they don't want to hear it, I mean, I've had people say to me, if I want to hear about Jesus, I'll ask you. And I'm like, cool. So I'll just move on to the next subject. Um, So we are unashamed Christians. um, And sometimes that confuses people. But I think if you meet us in person, you really get it. We have lots of programs. People become homeless for a lot of different reasons. And we look at each individual and say, what do you bring with you? What skills, abilities, gifts, talents, resources do you bring with you? And 
what areas do you need help with so that you can overcome that or enhance that? And then you can save money, get into your own place, and you can sustain that lifestyle. And so it could be anything from domestic violence. You know, how do I overcome that? Mm -hmm. Um, And that may be actually transitioning out of Boise. You know, it may be safer for them to go somewhere else. Um, It may also be that we refer them to a different agency like WCA, FACES, Nampa Family Justice. All of those are great agencies. Um, So there's domestic violence. There's human trafficking. We have kids programs. We have very, very broad children's programs to try to help kids get through high school, get into college, get into trade school, get their own skills and their own experiences. Um, We have work search, work accountability, help people save money, help people learn how to budget, work on resumes, GEDs, college education skills. We'll help people with medical, dental, counseling, mental health, meds. How How do we get you meds? We clothe people, feed people, give them haircuts. You know, what do you need when you come to our shelter? Because we really want to help you get that. That's great. What it, um, there have been many success stories, and a lot of um, your success stories, the people that have been able to get that foot, foot up and really create a new life for themselves have come back to work and to serve. Can you tell some about some of those people who have come back to help with the rescue mission? Well, I, I am in, incredibly blessed. I came from a fantastic family with parents, grandparents who loved me and cared for me and tried to make my life better every day. So I lived a pretty straight arrow, mm-hmm. you know, never committed crimes. I, you know, I speed, but, and so <laughs> forth. <laughs> Just ask the Meridian or Garden City Police or Boise Police. <laughs> hey guys, I love you. Um, but a lot of the people that I work with have overcome some pretty serious things. So I'll, here's a great story. Last night I went out to dinner with three of my best friends, and all of them work at the rescue mission now. One was a former bank robber, hmm. and all three were former meth addicts. Wow. They've all been to prison. They've all been to jail. And now I'm sitting at a restaurant in Meridian. We all live in Meridian in our own homes. They're all married. Um and we're all really close friends. My three closest friends are rescue mission success stories. And I haven't had some of the same problems that they have, but I'm a rescue mission success story too, because mm-hmm. God has used those people and this time to change my life. You know, wow. I, I mean, I've learned things from you and John being friends with you. I've learned things from the guest service ladies, from the kids and from the other staff. It's been, and the community, the community is so generous and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great place to be. And I'm just amazed by how people can go from, I'm just getting out of prison and dealing with felonies to I'm running the program I graduated from. Wow. It's That's a great, really it is such, the rescue mission is such a great example of second chances, isn't it? Second and third and fourth and fifth, because some of us need a lot more chances. I, yeah. you know, Paul in the Bible, Paul says, I keep doing the thing I hate and not doing the thing I want to do. And I so can relate to that. And what we try to do is leave the door open so that if people, we don't want to enable people, but if people genuinely seem sincere about trying to change, we want them to come to us because we want to be part of that. Yeah, I can remember that 
I'll tell you what got me hooked on the rescue mission. And eventually, as Gene knows, I, I, I did some work for the rescue mission and, and we still help out when we can. And what, what hooked me was a, a, a Caldwell Chamber of Commerce presentation that Bill Roscoe made. And he handed out a spreadsheet. It was a typical spreadsheet, Gene, that you've seen a million times, right? Number of number of guests, number of meals served, number of, you know, in 2010 and in 2011. And, and I was looking at that sheet and, you know, just kind of you scan these things over and look at them. And I rem- I, I'll never forget, looked at one of the lines and it said, number of people brought to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, what an odd measurement. I've never seen that before. Right. And it just made this, pro- it had this profound effect on me that if, if an organization uses that metric, right, yeah. amongst other metrics, there are other things, but if that's one of the key things that you do and you measure, wow, what a great, what a great example and what a great mission, right, to people in the community. Do you actually measure that? We, we do. And, and actually, I've always had a problem with that metric because it, that only counts chapel salvations, and a right. lot more people come to Christ as part of our New Life program. Or, I got blessed one time that one of our New Life programmers came in my office and said, "I I need Jesus. I want to accept Him right now." And I got to lead her to the Lord. And that's I don't I'm not the person who usually does that. I'm I'm more of the tough love mom kind of person. So I I just loved getting to do that. And so I think that number is even really undercounted. But we, we do, you know, it matters to us, and, and we do. But, you know, that's a personal choice, and if people choose not to, we love them exactly the same. Yeah, and what, here's what I tell my, my non-Christian friends, right, about the rescue mission is it's okay if, you don't, if you're not a Christian and you don't believe um, in, in those teachings and that's not what you believe. That, that's fine. But what I've found in my work with the Rescue Mission, and Gene, I'd, I'd love to hear your take on this. What I've found is the folks who are ending up at the Rescue Mission have a hole in their heart. Mm-hmm. There is something missing. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why they're sleeping on a, in a cardboard box on a sidewalk, right? right? And it could be economic. There can be, there can be circumstances. I totally understand that. But a lot of it has to do with addiction. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. trying to replace that something they're missing in their heart with with addiction. And that's where even I think my non-Christian friends can understand why the rescue mission works. Right. Why it's successful, because you're you're putting something in that that person's heart. Well, you're it's a addiction is an unhealthy coping mechanism. Right. So some people, you know, they just start out as partiers and then it gets out of control. But I think more of the people who come to us, it's, I am in terrible pain and I just don't want to feel that pain anymore. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and so it's an unhealthy coping mechanism. You know, overeating is an unhealthy coping mechanism. I have that all the time. You know, I, I'm having a bad day and I just really want to eat. You know, it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to drink a lot of coffee and, you know, I'm not ashamed of it. But, <laughs> but, you know, if you have a relationship with the Lord, it, it it's a different kind of coping. You know, it you you have a direction, you have God on your side, you have hope, 
And you have something bigger than you. Exactly. Yeah. And it's confidence, too. Like, I'm not doing something for nothing. Mm-hmm. I have really felt badly during this whole last couple of years with COVID. The people who don't have hope in Christ and think, if I die, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's over. And for me, you know, that's just, if when I die, and I'm going to, we all are, my next step is to heaven, and I'm super excited about that. Um, so my life isn't ending. My life is continuing on in a better way. And that, I feel, I feel so bummed out that people don't have hope in Christ like I do. And the hope that I'm going to get to see my family again. You know, my mom died last year. I am so excited to see her. It's, and my grandparents and my friends and my friend Rosie who died a couple of years ago. It, I'm, I'm psyched about it. So I feel terrible, and I think that COVID, I feel terrible for people who don't have that same hope that I do. And COVID really made all of a sudden, I think, a lot of us aware, like, we are going to die. Like, I, I've had fantastic good health for my entire 60 years, almost 61, and, like, crazy good health. And then all of a sudden I was like, hey, I could. And I always think, oh, I'm young. I'm not going to get that. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I qualify for senior citizen discounts. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not young anymore. So I'm vulnerable in a way I didn't, I hadn't thought about. But, you know, that could just end my life. But my life then moves to the next step. And so I, I just feel really sad for people who don't have that same confidence. Yeah. Well, and that's what I love about the rescue mission is that you, the mission is to give hope, right? And right. to, to share that hope with those people who are hurting, who are lost, and and really be able to, sh- uh, you know, to fill that, like John was saying, the hole right. with hope, with faith, um, in something they've maybe never experienced before, and um, you know, can guide them and lead them into a new direction for their life. That's what's so neat to see is those results from what from that hope that you guys well, offer. Well, you're, you're so right. And I think a lot of people who come to us have been really let down by the people in their lives and, and brokenhearted. All of us have been. You know, you, we've all had people let us down yeah. and hurt us, whether they meant to or not. And, and that's the thing about the Lord is he is not going to let you down. Mm-hmm. Jesus will not let you down. And so he can help you empathize with the people who have hurt you and let you down and he can give you a confidence and a hope mm-hmm. and love that's real and doesn't depend on, you know, the whims of people. Yeah. You know, Gina, a lot of our listeners will be listening to this and they'll be listening to what you're saying and they're going to say, man, I want to help out, especially this time of year. And you yeah. said, yeah. you know, since the 50s. Yeah, you, you haven't been there that long, but you've <laughs> almost <laughs> seems like it, it feels like it. Yeah, <laughs> but you've you've been around enough to know the cycles of the rescue mission. And this is the time of year mm-hmm. that people want to help. Right. Okay. And that's just the way it is. Okay. And how for that listener right now, how can they get plugged in to help? What can they do? Give us some different examples of th- ways that they can help the mission. OK, um, so we have tons and tons of stuff going on. All year long. So everybody wants to do something here at the holidays, and that's great. And we can definitely use your skills and, and abilities. But don't forget, we're here all year long, and we can we have fewer volunteers um, the rest of the year. So 
if you say, geez, I want to help out, but I'm super busy this holiday season, great. Have fun, no guilt. Come see us in January, February, March, April, May, and so forth and so on. Um, pretty much anything that you can contribute, we can use. So if you're super busy, but you've got a couple extra bucks, go to our website, which is boiserm.org, and click on Donate, and thank you so much, because we do need to pay power bills and payroll and a lot of other stuff. If you like to organize things, we've got that. If you want to work with kids, people, you want to serve food, cook food, you want to get your church together and do a drive for us, you want to where you collect stuff, you want to come and rake leaves for us, you want to come and paint a room, almost anything you can imagine that you really feel like you could contribute, we can use. And we have a lot of square feet at the rescue mission. We have a lot of big, big, big projects. If you have a big group, um, I if you're just one person and you say, hey, I can give one hour a week or I can give, you know, I'm lonely and, and um, I've got a lot of time on my hands, I can put you to work. <laughs> if you want a job, we are always looking for help. And we will take part-time, full-time, and we work 24 hours a day. Um, so if you say, hey, I, I really want to work graveyard weekends, I got a job for you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. I, I know another one of the things, another way that they can help, and I think this is going on right now because I think I saw Kevin Miller at the Walmart sure recently. Yeah, Miller's Mission. Yeah, Miller's Mission. Tell us, that is such a great partnership in the community with KTSY and with right. KIDO and Walmart. Gene, talk, talk a little bit about that and how – people can come by and, and help out. So all in November, from now until Thanksgiving, you can go into Walmart and buy a, a gift card for us. You could do this anytime, but, um, and it's good for produce, our turkey or ham that we use for our holiday food boxes. Kevin Miller is camped out at the Walmart Garrity. You can go to any Walmart. If you wanna go see Kevin, I really encourage you to, cause he's always fun to talk to. And it's, it's like a party going to hang out with Kevin. You know, there's always <laughs> something going on. And uh, KTSY was out there at all different kind of Walmarts, and um, they're encouraging people to come and give us a gift card. Um, if you just want to give us a regular Walmart gift card, we'll use that or any gift card. We can put that to use. Um, so that's one really fun way to get involved. Um, you know, we have um, sponsorships for kids and ladies where you can say, I want to buy gifts for a kid or I want to buy gifts for a lady or, you know, maybe you can't afford that this year, and but you'd like to give a little something. You know, we give we give gifts to every single man, woman, and child at the mission wow. for Christmas, wow. every single one. Mm-hmm. And they're practical gifts. You know, that's not like, um, you know, it's not like you probably have at home. It's It's more practical, like we give underwear and pajamas. And, but that's really a cool thing for people to get when they don't have it Mm -hmm. um i for a lot of years i worked the overnight christmas eve shift which sounds very um like i'm mother Teresa or something but the truth is it's the best shift to work of the year because we put out all the gifts Mm -hmm. like santa claus and when people wake up and the women and the kids it's like magic you know, they have those big eyes and they can't believe it. A lot of wow. them don't know they're getting a gift. And here's yeah. a big bag of this fantastic stuff. That's and you awesome. know what they love the most? The women love the pajamas mm. the most. Everyone loves their pajamas. 
And the men like the food we put in their bags, like <laughs> beef jerky and candy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, really? Beef jerky and candy? That's what they <laughs> like the most out of that bag. But mm. they just love it, and it makes them feel hopeful and loved. Mm. It makes them feel like people haven't given up on them, yeah. and they appreciate it more than you can ever imagine. That's great. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Jean, you've been – well, we have a couple more questions here, but I, I want you – the rescue mission is more than a job to you mm-hmm. as it is to a lot of the employees there. Mm-hmm. You don't just go work at the rescue mission. That's no. It doesn't work. Tell us a little bit about what you've done in um, mentoring women and mentoring young women and specifically being such a big part of some of their lives. Tell us a little bit about how – the rescue mission isn't just your eight to five job. It's your way of life. Well, it really is. It's, it's more like a family, you know, you, you meet these people and some people come to the rescue mission, they get services, they leave, you never hear from them again. They, they just, and in fact, some people don't really want you to tell people they even know you because Mm -hmm. they're embarrassed by that. Um, Some people come and, and they catch the, you know, rescue mission vibe, and they just want to be part of it. And so we stay connected and we help each other. And it's really interesting to me because the the perfect situation is when it turns around. So, for instance, there are three ladies, the ones I was telling you about, we went to dinner, and I did a lot with them. You know, I went to court with them. I helped them with a lot of different things, helped them move, helped them with their kids, you know, one of their kids has stayed with me so much, he's like a child in our family almost. Right. And, but the the amazing thing is when my mom died and I was so sad, those three stepped up and they took care of me for a whole year, hmm. pretty much. They made sure I had something to do on Mother's Day. They made sure my birthday was special. They made sure I was doing something at Christmas. They came over, they helped me sort through mom's stuff. And it was such a beautiful thing that it had turned around where I helped them when they needed and then they helped me and sorry I'm kind of choking up because it's so amazing to see and that's that's the perfect situation where they go from I'm getting gifts at the mission at Christmas to who can I give a gift to I want to be a sponsor we called one of the moms and I said hey do you want you want to put your son on the sponsor list she goes no but I want to sponsor someone (laughs) She said, oh, we're doing so great, cool. and I want to sponsor someone. Oh, that's so that's, that's the ideal situation. And when it turns around like that and you see them wanting to give to other people or wanting to help other people, or when someone comes in showing them a lot of love and compassion, it is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things is sometimes the homeless ladies will come in at first and They'll talk to the person at the contact desk and they'll say, you don't know what it's like. And the person behind the desk inevitably (laughs) says, well, I live here, so I do know what it's like. (laughs) (laughs) I've been here a while, you know, I get it. So, you know, a lot of people have, I I just talked to someone and she had been terribly abused and she said, nobody understands me. I said, the people here do Mm -hmm. because they haven't done your exact thing, but they've done, they've been sort of there. And they can relate to you more than most people. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I, I, I just think this is such a great thing for our listeners to hear. I mean, 
one of the reasons why we're doing this silly podcast is for people to hear about the good things that are happening in our community, yeah. right? And not, not all the Facebook garbage and and what a Gene, what a great I mean, these stories that you're telling, they're just such great examples that, you know, people aren't hearing about because there's so much static out there and there's so much negativity. And frankly, with COVID, you know, playing such a, a big role in our in our way of life right now. And then just to hear these simple stories about redemption and second chances and it's just a daily occurrence at the rescue mission. Well, I appreciate that you two are doing this because even when you try to be positive, you get the the social media, you get the instant right. backlash. Like I, I just, I just try to stay away from it. You know, I, I really just try to stay with my friends and that's a sad thing because there is a lot of positivity, but you know, I stepped out and said something positive on a, you know, public post and I got slaughtered. Mm. I mean, wow. I, I, you know, you're so wrong. You're so stupid. Are you an idiot? And I was like, all I said was I thought Camilla's outfit was good. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. You know, and it's like, come on, people. Yeah. So I think a lot of people who would be positive aren't because it's just not worth it. It's like, I, you know, there's only so many people you can block. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good. so I appreciate you all trying to do some positive things. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, with you know, with that in mind, I, we, we know we're in the holiday season. Um Gene, remind us of the website. We'll put it in the show notes yep. so that people, you can click on it and go right to it. But Gene, just one more time, remind us, how can they get connected immediately to try to help out? Everything's on the website. So if you go to Boise, R as in rescue, M as in mission.org, boiserm.org, or do a web search on Boise Rescue Mission, you'll find us. And that's everything. If you need, if you want to donate money, uh, there's a donate button, not surprisingly. If you want to get involved and sign up, you it says get involved. Um, if you want to do a drive, if you want to apply for a job, we'd love to have you come on board. Um, if you need help, that's where you can go. Mm-hmm. And it, at the very last resort, if you can't find what you need, there's you can send an email to info at boiserm.org, and that will get um, sent to the right person who will answer you. And your organization serves the whole Treasure Valley. Yes, uh, it does. Into Caldwell. Do you serve past the Treasure Valley too? We all? do. We serve actually sixty over sixty percent of Idaho's homeless. Wow. So we take people from um, Idaho Falls, from okay. Payette, wherever they need to come. Okay. Yeah, with Great. a lot of That's guests from Canyon know. County, a lot of Napa lot. Caldwell guests. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have um, we have a lot of people. Yeah, from Canyon County, we'll we'll take care of those folks awesome well thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me it's always great to see you too thanks gene gene lockhart she's the ceo coo at the boise rescue mission where they're just doing some great things and gene just thank you very much for being with us today well thank you and i appreciate the support of you all and all the treasure valley we couldn't do it without you our pleasure thanks for joining us on the iheart2c podcast Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iheart2c.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iheart2c. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.